Welcome to the Heart and Home Podcast. We're your hosts, Shannon and Ashley, and we're here to connect with you on all things related to parenting and marriage and everything in between. We want to try and shed some light on how all the normal pieces of our lives can be impacted by mental health and just try and provide some solidarity and community. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. So today we are going to do a little coffee talk with Ashley and I, we are going to just kind of get to know each other a little bit. I know we talked on our first episode how Ashley and I are also, we're new neighbors, new friends. We're just getting to know each other. And I think there's a lot of stories that neither one of us really know about each other. So we thought this could be a fun opportunity today. For sure. I, um, this will be fun because, you know, our, our other episodes that we've done so far were um, more guided, but you know, they're, they're never scripted, but we have like bullet points that we're, that we're trying to hit Mm -hmm. because we, you know, we want to make sure that, um, we get to the content that we want to talk about. And today we're just like, well, (laughs) let's just see what happens. (laughs) So this might be good or bad guys. I don't know. Right. Well, so let's, I guess let's start with our new year. Like we're in a new year. We just came off of a, for me, definitely a crazy year. You too, because mm-hmm. we both just, we both moved here. And um, I think about how much has happened for me in the last 12 months. And, but yet I still feel like, I still feel like we're kind of stuck in this weird place with the, the pandemic, you know? Yeah. I, um, I feel the same way, especially being a nurse, I've I've gone through a lot of transitions this year as a registered nurse. So like I I've been so I've been a nurse for 10 years, but I have seven of it, seven and a half of it was as a labor and delivery nurse. That is just like where my passion is, that's where my heart is. And then when Daniel's company really started to be um need more hours from him, then I ended up leaving that position to work in a clinic. And, um, and then ended up leaving the clinic entirely mm-hmm. just to man the home front with some things that were going on at our house. And then um, I did a little bit of home care, which I'm still doing. And um, I felt everyone would kept telling me like, don't feel that way. Don't feel that way. But I just felt guilty for not contributing during the pandemic to nursing care when I was totally capable to do it. And, um, and I also labor and delivery is totally part of my identity. Mm -hmm. So I actually just accepted a short term contract um, back at the hospital that I worked in L&D and high risk L&D. And I am so excited to go back. Um, It's, it's only two shifts a week, and I can pick up as much as I want. But I just feel like I don't know. I just felt so uneasy about like not using my nursing skills in the middle of a pandemic. And I think that like, there is definitely this, this concept of compassion fatigue, where Mm. like nurses are just they're getting burned out right now. And I think it's totally, totally okay to step back if that's what you need. But for whatever reason, my mental health was like the opposite. Like I just felt like I was I don't know, compassion underwhelmed and like needed to get back in. So that was a big transition that's happening between going from L and D, going to the clinic, yeah, going to nothing, little bit of home care, and now back to L and D. 
I think that it's amazing that you took a break because I do think that a lot of people, especially in nursing and healthcare are burning out and they just almost need to, like you said, take a step back. You can always go back to it. There's definitely a shortage. I'm sure there's definitely an, uh, enough job opportunities out yes. there. So, um, but yeah, I think I feel for you. I can't imagine what that's like to be on the front lines. I mean, our, um, our neighbor, Janelle, is, uh, she works in the ICU mm -hmm. and just sitting and listening to her stories um, of just, because, you know, the ICU nurses have been in a very interesting spot this year because they, they dealt with all the COVID stuff, but all the other stuff that happens in the ICU normally is like still happening, yeah. right? So I just, I shout out to the ICU nurses because I cannot imagine what ICU life. I went over the ICU a couple times um, in L&D because sometimes we'd have labor patients that had COVID and were intubated and needed care over there. And I just admired so much like the orchestration of, of their skills over there because I'm like, uh, something's beeping in here. <laughs> I don't know what this drip is. It's part of the 40 drips yeah, that are going gosh. on. And um, I, like, I can monitor this baby, but don't ask me to, there's some drug. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they've got it dialed in. It's been how, how long now since, you know, we started this whole thing and how scary we all felt, you know, in the beginning, it just like nobody knew what to do or how to react. And it's at least nice to know that we've got, uh, we've got some things figured out. So. Yeah, I think so. But I would say that was like my biggest transition this year for me was one moving. We moved in February, but yes, you know, just yeah. transition and nursing. Yeah. So 2022. I mean, what are, you have these things kind of going on and I have my blog and my book. So my book, I'm definitely um, right now, I'm still kind of doing some publicity with the first book, trying to get that still out there um, was a really great holiday push. And, you know, I did a book signing finally, which was great because there was a lot of a lot of holdbacks on that because of the pandemic. So I was very thankful that I could get in and at least, you know, start meeting some people. Um, but I am writing the second right now. And, you know, it's it's funny because sometimes I just feel like I need to to get that creative, I don't know, like to be able to get out of the writer's block. Sometimes I just feel like I need to go into a space where I can just kind of, and you know what I mean with yeah. this. Yeah. Where you can just sort of, I don't know, shut everything else out mm -hmm. and then just like do that. So that's been right now kind of a struggle for me because we're living in our barn and we're all kind of in this tight space together and I don't really have a place to go to get that kind of quiet. So it's probably going to take me a little longer to write book two. <laughs> I mean, I think that's acceptable. You have like a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, my, honestly, anytime new year's comes around, I feel like I always make these like quote unquote new year's resolutions. And you know, they're always so cliche, like, okay, this year I'm going to work out five days a week, or I'm going to make my diet better. And, um, you know, I have, I actually have an autoimmune disorder. And so like, I, I struggle a lot with diet because really I shouldn't, all the, the things that are tasty are inflammatories, you know, oh, like okay. sugars and inflammation. And so I feel like every year I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat sugar this year, which is just not realistic. And so my, um, my new year's resolution this year was to have flexible expectations. Oh, so like, like to just say like, I, I do want to try and be healthier this year. And, um, I just got a Peloton. So I'm like really know, excited about that. And I am really liking it. Um, and so I, like, I want to try and be more active with that. And because 
honestly, this 2021 was a slum year for me. <laughs> it's just, yeah. no, it, it was. And that, that's okay. I, but I think that I felt bad about it because I had this very like, I don't know, concrete goal at the beginning of the year. And I, I wasn't there at the mm-hmm. end of the year. And, but I still like, I got a lot accomplished this year and it was a busy year and it was an emotional year for me. And I think that it made it so I wasn't proud of the things that I did do well, because there was things that came up that I didn't know at the beginning sure. of the year. And so I just wanted to have like more flexible goals this year. Like I can say, this is what I want to do, but you know, a goal is really just like an ongoing journey, right? It like it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be an end point. It's just moving forward. Like forward momentum really should be a goal and not like a destination. I yeah. feel like. No, I think that's right. I, I do not set myself up for, I guess what I would call almost failure. Like I don't want to put myself into a situation where I feel let down. If I set these like high expectations, I'm kind of the same as you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things though, like that personal personal development that I'd like to work on. And I know one of those things I've already kind of shared with you offline too is just my self-esteem. I mean, it's kind of funny and people probably wouldn't even know this because I am putting myself out there on all these different platforms. You know, I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing a blog, I'm writing books and, you know, all these things. But like, I'm, you know, I definitely am pretty hard on myself and I would like to see that change because, and that's actually a lot of what's going to go into spoiler alert, book two. (laughs) Um, It's just to dive a little more into that, because I think at the end of the day, we are all, you know, different and also slightly, I don't want to say broken, but cracked. You know, we all have these little things that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. And some of those things maybe we don't love about ourselves. And so I just think like getting more accustomed to who I am and happy with that and not feeling like I always need to like try to overcome that. Yeah. I mean, self-love is definitely can be a steep climb. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do think like that's one of the things I like about myself is I'm just, I do like just appreciate, I don't know, like what I look like, who I am, that I have lots of imperfections. I used to tell my husband, is it like, oh, I was like a strong eight out of 10 when you you married me and now I'm like 4.3. Oh, so much. No, but you know, I've, I've had, I've had three babies and, Mm -hmm. um, it, it is hard when you're putting yourself out there because especially on social media, like, man, people are brave on social media Mm -hmm. about what they say about you. And you know, the term troll, even (laughs) when I put my, um, murals out there, like the vast majority where people are like, Oh my gosh, you're so talented and just really building me up and encouraging me. And then you get the one where, um, like, there the rainbow mural that's in our library somebody was just like oh you you must have missed science the day they talked about roy g biv you're the blue and the purple are messed up or something or somebody wrote um (laughs) my my son's room is superheroes so they're cartoons you guys and somebody was like, you need to buy yourself a book on human anatomy. And You're I'm like, like, are we talking about the the cartoons aren't yeah. aren't the right dimensions? Because hmm. they're cartoons. Yeah. It's the Hulk. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so it just, yeah, I, I, think I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it can be easy when you're behind a screen 
to kind of throw words around. And I haven't to this point, I should knock on wood because I haven't had anybody be too hard on me. And thankfully, because I'm not sure how I would handle it, frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but I have seen what other people have to go through in our last podcast we had happy healthy Haley on with us and who by the way was just wonderful to have as a guest yeah she was and I've been following her from you know gosh I saw her during the beginning of the pandemic on TikTok and it was like I had just discovered TikTok and I was kind of like what is this app you know and I started seeing this happy healthy Haley who was very upbeat and just kind of I don't know I love listening to her stories she was really inspirational and that's actually where I started to get inspired myself to start doing my own blogging. And so I was really honored that she was you know, willing and, and happy to come on our podcast with us. But I couldn't believe, um, you know, just when I see some of the commentary on her posts, because she obviously has a really big following, mm-hmm. um, some of the, just the negative and awful things that people say. And I'm like, gosh, you know, like if you don't have anything nice to say, seriously, like just why, don't say anything at all. Because even if you're writing it, you know, on your phone, through your computer, whatever, you know, these are still, you know, people, human people on the other side that are feeling this. And that's, yeah, I just wish that people would understand that. What's that quote that's like um, when you're, when you want to say something and you think to yourself, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it truthful? Is it useful? Yeah. You know, and I just, I just don't understand that, like going on and, and feeling like you need to tear somebody down. Cause I, I'm, I just don't get what literally anybody gets out of it. Yeah. Um, but that's just, you know, that's the world we live in right now with, you know, especially with social media, but I think, um, like, I like the ability to, like, laugh at myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I I think when you are kind of a public figure, not that I'm a public figure, but I'm just saying, I mean, like, you I have think that, grown oh, huge I do on have Facebook. one million real <laughs> views on my one That is reel. actually awesome, no. by the way. <laughs> I don't know why people watch that stuff. But, it's so fun to watch. But I think that, like, you, you have to have the ability to just kind of, take yourself seriously, but not take yourself too seriously. Yeah. And I, I think there's no, no other way to really like enjoy moving through Let you know, I'm, I'm not somebody that gets embarrassed easily. I'm probably somebody that does embarrassing things a lot. <laughs> I don't know, like me and my sister, she loves to tell this story all the time about, um, we were at in line at Walmart one day and, um, the, this was before I had kids. I think maybe I was in college and the the woman in front of us was buying diapers. And on the box of diapers, it said um, like 25 to 36 pounds or something. And here I am in line, I don't have kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who would allow their child to walk around with 25 pounds of poop in their diaper? so disgusting and my sister is just dying laughing and the lady in front of me starts <laughs> laughing and she's like no that's like the weight of the child and I I'm like mm-hmm. oh wow <laughs> that I feel like a real idiot right now and she's just like you know what that totally made my day I like yeah. I needed that laugh and she's like don't feel stupid because that really just made my day and 
I'm like, wow, I'm glad that it could help you because I really feel like it's me right now. One that I was just thinking about the other day. So this actually takes me back to like when I was 18 years old. And this is kind of a blonde moment, I'll be honest. But um, I actually taught myself how to drive stick shift, which nowadays not a lot of cars are manual shift or, you know, stick shift. It's a dying art. (laughs) It is. And, you know, but, but then it was actually really impressive and cool if you could drive stick shift car, you know. Uh So I was like. I bought this car and taught myself how to drive it. And then my best friend and I decided we were going to take a road trip to Panama City from Wisconsin, um, <laughs> just the two of us, and she didn't know how to drive it. So I was going to have to be the one to do the entire drive. And I was like a new yeah. <laughs> a new driver oh. on manual, okay? So yeah, another way to refer to stick shift car, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> is manual shift, mm-hmm. right? So we get to Illinois. <laughs> we didn't make it very far. and. Um, the tolls. So if you go through the state of <laughs> Illinois, there's a lot of tolls. Yep. Okay. And back then the way the tolls were labeled, it was like there was a manual lane and an automatic lane because, you know, manual meant you had to actually like get change for your 20 or whatever. Uh-huh. And automatic, you had, a, you had all the right change. Nowadays, of course, you have the iPass and you just like yeah. fly through. Okay. So obviously you can imagine what I was thinking <laughs> when I saw manual. So I'm sitting there trying to fight across traffic. In, and as it is, like, that's the hardest part about driving a manual shift car is that you have to, like, the stopping and the going. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, like, I mean, I didn't cause an accident, but I'm glad I didn't. My friend is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I have to get in the manual shift lane. I have a manual shift stick shift car. And she's like, no. <laughs> Even she knew that wasn't it. And so, yeah. That story had followed me for years and years and years. And now they've changed the signs because I'm sure there were other people that were just as confused as me. That's, <laughs> just kidding. That's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, there's just like, I could literally think of a million stories where I was just like, oh, I wish I could go back 10 seconds in time. And like, I can think of this, this one time as a nurse. And this, this also just goes to show like, how some people really can just be so kind and let you off the hook, you mm-hmm. know, with, I was a new nurse and I worked on a med surge floor and I actually had a patient who was a double amputee. So he, um, he didn't have um, like lower limbs below his knees. Mm-hmm. And I was just fresh off orientation, yeah. super nervous. And, um, I was like getting him settled in. He was a new admission and I offered him socks. Oh no. Yes. And I, the, I'm mortified. But the, the funny thing was I didn't even like realize how stupid that was. I was like waiting for him to answer. And he just said, for what? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and he probably knew oh, you were no. like this new nurse. And, and yeah. he was so kind first of all he laughed hysterically which was not necessary like he could have been so sour and salty about it and um but you already felt I'm sure horrible I felt so horrible and um he actually just like gave me a hug and he's like oh my gosh you know he's like you're doing great I can tell you're nervous because I had actually told him like I'm like just off orientation which you probably shouldn't lead with as a new nurse because (laughs) that does not make anybody feel confident in you but I just was like word vomiting like I'm just really nervous I'm all by myself now yeah um he was so kind and just he's like I'm gonna tell my wife that when she gets here tomorrow 
based on what you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's, I'm glad he was kind to you because, yeah, I mean, it's not like you would ever maliciously say that, you know, no. but I can see where, you know, you're new, new and you're just like trying to, trying to get through it comfortably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as nursing, I always say is just a lifelong, you know, you, you can be a nurse your entire life and there's just, there's, you just learn something new every day. And I remember like one time I was a, a new nurse um, in labor and delivery. So not a new nurse, but labor and delivery is a specialty area. So you, you could be a nurse for 20 years before that. And then you go to labor and delivery and you just, you don't know anything. It's brand new. And there's mm -hmm. just, there's not a ton of stuff that crosses over into that. And when you monitor somebody, you have two different kinds of monitors. You have, there's the external fetal monitor, which monitors the baby's heart rate. And then there's a tocometer, which monitors contractions. Mm -hmm. And they both look the same, except for one has like a little button on it. And I remember I was on orientation and I, I think I probably went in to like thinking like, I'm not a new nurse. I'm not a baby nurse, but <laughs> I was. And I was on orientation and the you know, babies move around. And so the heart rate falls off the monitor. And I went in, my preceptor said, do you want me to go with you to help find this baby? I was like, no, I got it. I got it. And I was in there for a long time. I could not find this baby. I was like moving it. I was kept adding more gel and adding more gel. Oh and this poor lady, her entire belly was like lube. <laughs> and um, I called the call and I'm like, I'm worried. Like I can't find the heart rate. And then my preceptor comes in to help. And she's like, well, that's because the entire time you've been trying to find it with the tocometer, that's Ooh. the heart rate monitor is laying on the bed. And like, how do you come back from that? Then your patient's like, well, you've been telling me. Hey, I'm sure there's a lot worse things you could have been <laughs> mixing up. No, I know. But it's just that things like fun. that where you have to think, okay, I'm going to laugh at myself mm -hmm. about this and I'm going to use it as a learning experience. Oh, yeah. And I might feel a touch humiliated right now. I sure did because I was new. Um, but I look back on that story and laugh. And as, as a, a nurse that's been doing this for a while, and I, I do think I'm good at my job. Um, I'm so excited to go back and be a labor and delivery nurse. I try so hard to be a resource person. Like I, um, I think it was you I was talking to the other day about how people have told me in my life that I'm a little bit intimidating. And I think it's just because I, that. <laughs> I don't totally understand it either. But I think it's just because I'm confident just in like nursing, I think I'm just a confident person. But I find that um, when people say that to me, I find it almost hurtful, because I want to be like, I'm, I'm doing my master's right now for nurse education, because I want to be a teacher. I want people to feel comfortable coming to me and saying, um, not feeling stupid and being like, I can't figure this out. Can you help me? And that is something that I really worked on the last couple years. When I left labor and delivery on my last day, um, I had one of the newer nurses came up to me and she said to me, um, Ashley, I just wanted to let you know that of all the people here, you were the one person who made me feel empowered as a new nurse and the one person that um, made me feel like I could do it. And 
I just feel like there was, that was one of the best compliments I've ever Mm -hmm. received because that's all I ever want to do in, in not just in nursing, but in everything, but specifically in nursing, just making people feel like you can do this. You're smart enough for this. I'm from a very smart family. My, my sister's a veterinarian and my brother got like a crazy score on his ACTs and they're just both very book smart. And I had to work harder at it. And so I always kind of felt like I wasn't smart. (laughs) And um, as I, you know, kind of learned the ropes of nursing and built confidence, then I did feel like a smart person. And I remember, though, coming into the nursing world and just feeling like, can I do this? Am Mm -hmm. I smart enough for this? And so um, that was such, such a nice compliment (laughs) as I was leaving labor and delivery and did not know if I was going to be back. And so, I mean, that was labor and delivery was everything to me. And so to felt like I was leaving, it sounds cliche, but like some sort of legacy behind there where I had like built some of the other nurses up was cool. So I can relate to a few of the things you're saying. One being a compliment that I received. I was in high school, actually, it was my senior year. And I remember being in a science class with um, another kid in class that, you know, you'd always have to pair up with people Mm -hmm. and, you know, pick a partner. And I just, for whatever reason, would always ask this this guy if he'd want to be my partner because, you know, Mm -hmm. he didn't really get asked by a lot of people. And I don't know, I just felt like I wouldn't want to not be partnered with somebody. So we would partner. And then after school, you know, after we had graduated, I, he reached out to me you know, he asked me, he's like, you know, you were so nice to me in high school. I would want, I just wanted to know if you'd like to go with me. I have tickets to, it was Pearl Jam. It was fifth Ooh. row yeah, back then. I mean, Ooh, that was good huge. Seats. I know. And he's like, I have tickets to see that, you know, to see a Pearl Jam. Did you take your manual car? Or? I, I think this was before the manual <laughs> car came along. Um, but I was just like that. So I tell my kids that story all the time because I'm like, you know, I think that being kind and just, you know, you don't even do it because you don't think you're going to get something out of it. It's just, you do it because that's just who you are. And people will remember that they will remember how you made them feel. And I just couldn't believe that he like contacted me after we graduated that like meant so much to me. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I think that, um, being inclusive is just like, that should be part of our human Mm -hmm. nature, right? Being inclusive and, um, I, you know, I have a friend who has a little guy that has a disability and um, I just like always try and recognize that there is so many ways to have a wonderful life. So like, you know, Mm -hmm. even with like disability, whatever it is, whether, you know, it's a cognitive disability or a physical disability, there's just a million ways to do the same thing and so many ways to enjoy it. And by excluding people from things, you know, like then you're not helping them enjoy the same things that, that you're mm-hmm. enjoying. And so I, I love that, that he reached out to you and um, thanked you for being inclusive yeah. because that is like one of the, the huge points I try and drive into my kids is that there is nobody that's more deserving of an experience than somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, like we just, everybody deserves to do the same thing. And sometimes we just have to change the way we help somebody enjoy it. Yeah. But we're just kind of like talking on random stuff today. Um, I think we want to just talk about what we think 2022 is going to look like for us on the podcast. 
And, you know, we've told you guys kind of a little bit of what kind of drove us to do this. And we, you know, we want to make episodes be uplifting too. We don't want um, all of our episodes to be all kind of sad, you know, because I know we've touched on some, some deeper topics and we will have to, because that's what mental health is Mm -hmm. and mental wellness is. But we also want, you know, want you guys to feel like you're in a place where you can come for some positive fun talk too. Right. And I think, um, you know, our, this podcast is, is so multifaceted, right. And like, it's, yeah, it's about mental health. It's about being a mom. It's about parenting. It's about marriage. It's about controversial parent, you know, co-sleeping, what the whole, the whole gamut. Like we just kind of want to talk about every, anything and everything in our lives and just, you know, yeah, how that ties into mental health. But I think too, it's important to realize that mental health is things like anxiety and depression and, and just things that are hard and crippling. It's also happiness and laughter Mm -hmm. and mental health is really just like whatever mental state you're in and so I like this was fun because we got to sit and listen to each other's embarrassing stories but um I just you know I think moving forward with the podcast that you know we want to hear from you guys and what um you want to hear and we I think our goal is just to have a mixed bag you Mm -hmm. know of yeah. Like I, I love these kind of more lighthearted ones where we just talk about <laughs> the weather, the weather, the weather. <laughs> it's, it's winter. But yeah, I, I think that's, we just want to hear what from you guys, what everyone wants to listen to. And otherwise we're going to keep pushing through and, and just picking other mental health topics and tackling those. And yeah, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, share with us, you know, what you're thinking and what you're, you know, passionate about and things that you might have questions about, because we want to talk about that, too. Absolutely. We we are we're doing this for us, for our mental health, but we're also doing it to, you know, work to to end the stigma and just create conversations and create a community. And, you know, we don't have a community without the people that listen and and give us feedback. So, yeah. Sounds great. Well, well have you guys happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. Happy 2022. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'd love it if you'd follow us on our podcast. So you can be a part of our episode each Monday and go ahead and find us on Instagram as well. We will be back next week with a new show and we hope that you'll join us. Have a great week.